Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. Yes, baby. Yeah! Yes, baby. And we're here, and we're live, and things are happening. You know, I'm... As we're about to go on, um, you know, I often get uh, messages from people that, um, two categories that are also uh, Christian, um, because I put a lot of stuff out there about my my faith uh, on social media, and also people that um, uh, are struggling with uh, some type of addiction problem. (laughs) But man, I'll tell you what, rather than just say, hey, I understand you help people, can you call me, whatever, I get the whole story. I get so you got to read the entire I get thing. To, okay, so so here we go. Ready? Oh, wow. Wow. So this woman writes me, you know, and then my son had a gun. He was no fun. Holy cow. He's my hun, blah, blah, and just writes it. And then sends me a a, a, a biblical verse. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, I'm going to get back to her and everything, but uh, Baldwin help at iCloud.com. Baldwin you got a lot of reading to do at iCloud.com. You reach out to me, I get a hold of you. Two guys yesterday on the plane today, on their way to Sober, Texas, where I send a lot of guys um, in lieu of going to prison because they're both in trouble. Uh, and uh, I was able to uh, figure it out for them and help them go in. So you can always reach out to me if you've got a family member yourself or someone that you know or love that needs help, and uh, and I can advise you on that and help place them. Gronkowski in the news. Big announcement. Tell me, Paulie. Uh, looks like he's coming back to the Patriots, according what? to most reports, that uh, he's coming back. They kind of gave him an ultimatum <clears throat> that uh, draft day is tomorrow, so you got to let us know what you're doing. Now, are, are you seeing that as being the real deal, like they would have made a, a a big push for a tight end? Don't they have somebody that backs them up? What does that say, the guy that backs them up? Isn't that awful? Uh. I, I think you, you've got to do everything in your power to get Gronk back, no right. matter, no matter right. who you are. But I, I, as an NFL owner, I would just tell guys to go. Like I know you're out to win, but like if you don't want to be here, well, that's you, that's you, what Belichick yeah. does. That's why that's why there's rumors, very small rumors, that Belichick might just trade him because if you've got that bad attitude in the locker room, uh, he doesn't want you. Well, what this does, what this does for me is, you know. I would have said that Belichick five years ago for sure was like a Parcells, was like a Chuck Knox, or Chuck Knoll, rather, when he was with Pittsburgh. There's certain guys, you know, Nick Saban's untouchable. He's untouchable. Mm -hmm. He would have to do some vile crime or make some terrifying miscalculation or misstep in justice in order for him to be unseated as the head coach at Alabama. Even if he had back-to-back losing seasons, they're not going to fire Nick Saban. They're just not. And nor is Alabama going to have losing seasons. But with that said, um, I would have put Belichick in that category. And the interesting thing about the power struggle that's going on is I don't think he likes Gronkowski very much. I don't think so. I don't think he likes anybody. Yeah, that's the issue with him. It's like, is it really? Yeah, I kind of think he thinks that he's so good that anybody he puts on that football field is going to win for him. But uh, I, I feel that way about Brady. I feel like he thinks my system is so good mm-hmm. that I don't care whether you like me. I don't care about you. I'm just you're just you're just that that electronic game <clears throat> of football that we used to have as kids that you plug in and it rumbles no matter right. what the piece is. 
It's Everybody's replaceable, is yeah. what you're saying. Well, well, uh, but this kind of goes also along with a bigger theme of life that, you know, that's that's happened in the whole world, and that is there's been a kind of a deterioration of that old school, an authoritative figure. You're supposed to get a certain amount of respect. Well, these guys don't care. So Brady, for, for uh, at least if I'm taking Belichick's shoes and putting them on for a minute, circumvented Belichick's authority, went to the owner of the team and said, what he said about being traded as opposed to uh, uh, Garoppolo. So he 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 did. He over he, he went behind Belichick's and and said, "This is what I would rather do." So that took that power for probably the first time out of Belichick's hands. Now Gronkowski has definitely held a gun to his head. Some he's also a bit more of a a loose cannon than Brady is. Uh, he's for sure. One of the best, if not the best, tight end in the last five years in the NFL. So, and, and a go-to target for Brady, who has now decided he's going to be part of the, uh, probably the rest of his career now here in in New England. Um, but he circumvents Belichick's authority, and with his antics, and I'm going to retire, and I'm going to go into the WWE, and I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to be in Hollywood. I mean, you know, he has messed with him. Belichick's not that guy. He's a he's a military general, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're a troop member, like you said, and you go to Sector 5, and you're on the front line, and you operate the cannon, and you operate the guns, and you fly the plane. He didn't care about personalities very much. He cares about wins and losses. But, but I, I don't think, though, that there's um, there's not the factor of whether or not he likes people. I, I don't necessarily agree with that part. I think if you mess with him, he's not going to like you, but isn't that like anybody? It is, but there's also... Uh, so, uh, my question is, what happened this week? I mean, I get that the draft is uh, tomorrow night. But what happened this week that both Tom Brady has had to say make a statement that he's coming back and Gronk has had to make it official that he ca- is coming back? Well, that, that's exactly why. is because the, the team needed to make personnel decisions mm-hmm. going in which direction they need to go. This to is, tomorrow they, night. They have dra- the, the Patriots have draft picks. And mm-hmm. at the point they're at, you can get a pretty good tight end yeah. where, where the where the Patriots are drafting if Gronk's not coming back. So, but but is it your opinion that the New England Patriots, with the people that they lost, would make that big of a draft move in the in the early rounds for a tight end if Gronk? Well, comes? no. I, what I'm saying is that they, where they're situated in the draft, mm-hmm. they they're set up for a tight end. You mm-hmm. know, they can get the probably the best tight end in the draft right. where they're set up. So, right, right. And I'm thinking if Gronkowski is to say he changes his mind tonight. And he says, "I'm not. I don't think New England takes their first pick and gets a he gets a, a tight end. I think that's smoking gun. I think it's exactly what you alluded to earlier. They were just trying to pressure Gronkowski to make up his mind. But 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 but, but, but what happened? Because he made it very clear he did not have fun in 2017. He made it clear just a little while ago at uh, some like motocross event. He's like, yeah, I'm, I got dirt biking to work on. Like he made it clear he has no interest in coming back this year. And then suddenly he's coming back. Uh, go ahead. Paul. I think it's that if you, you're going to get traded." To a team other than the Patriots, it's not going to be, you know, you're going to be up for the Super Bowl this year if you play for the Patriots. They trade you somewhere else. There's the answer. answer. And so I believe, well, uh, you know, I don't know necessarily it's the if factor as much as it is. He did not have in his contract, this is what, a 28-year-old guy, so he's been playing in the league, what, seven years? Yeah, about that. Right. So I don't believe contractually he has full control of his destiny. So that's what Paul, what Paulie, in, in other words, is trying to say. Mm-hmm. He could go to the Jets. Yeah, you know, I mean, he could go to somebody, and the, and believe me, if you're not liked by management, 
they're going to put you against somebody that now, usually they don't want you if you're a really great player to go to somebody within your own division. They don't like that because a you know their playbook, mm-hmm. you know their system, and you now have an impact on them multiple times a year because you play your interdivisional uh, um, opponents usually home and away. So they wouldn't want to send them to Miami, but they could just as easily send them to you know somebody that really sucks, you know, and, and, and as punishment. Yeah. You know? So it's a weird setup because now he's not attending the the not practices, right? Like the off season practices, he's just not doing any of that. Uh, I, I I don't know, but I I think it his with his stature in the league and his you know concussions and stuff, I think they'll be more than willing to let him. I think they're probably going to protect bit, him yeah. too. Yeah, he is a veteran. He's a, an all pro player, um, so they're going to forgive him that, as they do many veterans as they get old. You know. Beckham didn't show up, and people made us think. Now this year, he shows up at the workouts, you know, but and that comes off of you know videos of him supposedly doing blow, and, you know, <laughs> with chicks. And so, what happens I, to the XFL deal? I thought he was going to the XFL. All this stuff with Vince McMahon. It's not for two years, bro. Right, it's not for two more years. So yeah, he might have, he might have sat down with Vince and go, "Pay me now," and Vince went, "Yeah, no, we're not doing that." <laughs> and he Sounds went, like "Hey, Vince, you know yeah. what? New England doesn't look so bad, boss." Uh, yeah. Four three seven seven six four four is the number if you'd like to call in. Yeah, thank you. Talk Pauly. about the draft. Look at Paulie hitting the mark, huh? Mm-hmm. Taking Josh's job. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Sick of him being here. What do you thank got you. going on? What do you got going on right now? Well, he now? does have a complaint with you, unfortunately. I, I understand that I'm the subject of uh, some uh, rules infractions right now. Yeah, apparently you weren't given the Paulie Sibilia work code of conduct. Uh, well, tell when me you about came that. Here. I have one rule. Regarding a dress code uh-huh. for my employees at ESPN Radio. Yes, of course. Tell me, please. And that is we work in a professional radio uh-huh. station, uh-huh. and sleeves are required on all shirts of my employees. <laughs> and at, at you, varying length, at various lengths. Just so, any kind of any sleeve. sleeve. Yes. So the, the Dikembe yeah. Mutombo Houston Rockets yeah. throwback yeah. basketball jersey I have on showing my massive manhood. <clears throat> anyway, well, maybe that wasn't accurate. Um, it's inappropriate, in your opinion. It violates his code it of conduct. It violates my rules, so I may have to write you up today. Well, well, and, and I appreciate it. So I'm willing now to to turn over to Judge Josh. Mm-hmm. Our independent and, arbitrator. And, and, and the, our independent arbitrator. <laughs> yeah. and, and you can continue, if you're, unless you're done, you can continue to make your case. No, I just have one rule. Do you agree on Judge Josh? To, yeah, to make I'm, the fine. Thank you. I'm fine okay. with Josh thank you. doing thank you. it. Your Honor, and, thank, uh, you. Good, thank you. Good morning to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning yes, to you, sir. Yes, Your Honor. I, yes, Your Honor. I do not allow basketball jerseys for my employees to wear to work. Wear a football jersey. Right, wear you. a hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. Basketball jerseys are unprofessional. And you have did, the rest. Okay, you rest. Did you have any evidentiary things that you wanted to submit, like um, you know, some data, some rule books, some anything? Because before I crush your skull in front of the judge. <laughs> I just wanted to know if there was something you could do that could back this up. Besides- this is a man who is a week off of being on the stand every day. He knows he knows the game. I used to have a sign on the door that said sleeves are required when entering this building. Mm-hmm. But somebody took it down. Do you rest, rest now? Oh, yeah. I'm done. You're Stenographer, on- can you read back that last line from <laughs> Holly? He used to have a sign? Thank you. Okay, go Your, ahead. Your Honor, if I, if I may. Yes. 
And may I say you're a handsome man. You I am, Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. You as well. Uh, and so what I would like to submit to you is document A, Your Honor. Thank if you. If you would see at the top of this, it's the title of the show that we're on right now. Could you read that to Your Honor? The Daniel Baldwin Show. Yes, Your Honor. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Thank you. That does not okay. make you bigger I, 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 than the I, I, company. Counsel, Your, Your Honor. Counsel. Your Honor. Counsel, you will. I object, Your Honor. You are not bigger than the counsel. team. I object, Your Honor. <laughs> you will stand down. If that's what a judge would say. Thank you, Your Honor. You very appreciate well. that. Or, uh, Your Honor, order, I, 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 I submit uh, the second document here. Thank you. Which is uh, my paycheck stub. Mm -hmm. And if you will notice, uh, no taxes are taken out because I am what's called an independent contractor. Ah, Your Honor. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, thank no, you. Nowhere on that document will you thank see you. ESPN. Nowhere on that document will you see that I work for anyone. Thank you. Okay. I work for myself. Thank you. <clears throat> And your honor, and finally, nude photographs of Mr. Oh. Scavilia just this weekend wow. with young girls. Wow. Your honor. Scandalous. Wow. Wearing nothing but a basketball jersey. <laughs> exactly. Scandalous. And so, your honor, being on a sports show, I will say in my final dissertation uh, to wear sports uh, memorabilia uh, when we're, we're trying to attract an audience as opposed to um, Puma Joe over here or whatever he's got <laughs> going on there. I, I don't care how sloppy you look. Okay. Just sleep. So I have I, made my judgments. I, I will say again, Your Honor, and, and, and the uh, the defense rests, Your Honor. Thank you. I believe that seeing as Mr. Baldwin is the namesake of said program, <sighs> and that Mr. Baldwin is an independent contractor, and that Mr. Baldwin did compliment my looks, <laughs> I do feel that Mr. Baldwin has every right to wear sleeveless basketball jerseys. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back right after this. Mets baseball is driven by Amtrak and CNS companies. Jay Bruce hits it out, and the Mets are right back in it. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 AM, and 1440 AM. on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hello. Man, we should have the mic live going during the breaks. We really should. Some good things are said, some bad things are said. Text line, by the way, 315-288-0644. 288-0644. We did get a text going back to Polly's rules of conduct for ESPN Radio. Is there a rule you need to be a certain height to reach the microphone? Wow. Holy cow. Do you have a, uh, uh, a, a telephone book? <laughs> no, I, I stole a booster chair from a sizzler. Yeah. A from a sizzler. <laughs> so I'm sitting on that. That's perfect. He duct tapes wood blocks to his gas pedal. you? 5'9"? Five five are you 5'6"? Yeah. Wow. I dwarf Joe Salzone. All right, I, I just want to say one more thing about my shirt rule before we. Oh, uh, he's back, Your Honor. All right, so so you've appealed the case. Well, no, he's, the he appeal. can appeal it, but this I'm my appellate court. No, no, here, here's the. the court. I want to explain my reasoning God, behind the whole reason. basketball. Thing. <laughs> People get smelly. Maybe maybe you don't, but if you wear, you run a risk of smelling. Let if me you, tell you something. don't wear sleeves in the office. Let me tell you something. And we have people come into the building. The funk, the funk factor, mm -hmm. if you're going to wear, uh, for sure, when you have skin on skin in your armpits, uh, definitely by the end of the day. But I'm in here at 6 in the morning, and I'm out of here by 11. So you're not going to get true funkage before that. 
So I'm way out of you before the funk factor really has an effect. Now, if I may say this, I have appointed a special counsel, Joe Selzone, to yeah. smell Mr. Baldwin on a daily basis. Yes. <laughs> And yes. assess whether or not the funk factor is something that needs to be addressed. He's you checking for get... chafing, too, by the way. <laughs> you can't control the funk. You so are... I sent this. I bought this shirt from my wife. And I asked her, are you going to wear that shirt? Because I bought that shirt for you. That's not a shirt. That's a belt that covers your boobs. <laughs> now, and I said, now, it's, it's not a, a shirt. <laughs> it's not a shirt you can wear with a bra. I said, but I really am, am, am interested in you wearing this shirt for mm-hmm. me. And her reaction? I sent her the picture, and she goes, where am I going to wear that shirt with no bra? She goes, are you out of your mind? I go, no, you got to go out with uh, me with that shirt. It's on. a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a brilliant shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Funk Factor 5 right there. I like that. See, you wear you no pro- Do you have a problem with Robin coming in with that shirt on? If, if she has Secret on. In her pits, I'm Teen fine spirit? with it. Yes, it's, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. So, do you want the white gunky stain stuff, or do you want the clear gel? <laughs> the or clear what do you want? gel, please. Mm-hmm. You want the clear gel? Okay, well, I use clear gel. I'm just not wearing that shirt for you anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd pay to see you in that. Joe Salzone will smell Mr. Baldwin all parts. Can we on a get Mr. Salzone in here right now for well, a he's quick not, test? He's not listening. Do you want to bring him in? We'll get him in the break. Get him in the break, because he's not listening to us right now. Why would he? <laughs> yeah, of course. I yeah. think there's something important that the Syracuse University... Ba- oh, basketball oh, fan. Yeah! Were you, listen- were you listening? I was. Oh, right, he's Joe. a fan. Joe. Joe, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a Hold second. On. Daniel Baldwin is walking Stand towards... Stand by. He smells... Do I smell? Smell his armpits. Do I smell? S- Oh, oh. Smell Daniel Baldwin's armpits. Right Daniel smell thank you. Thank you, Joe. Smell. God, you. get on the mic. I want my life back. <laughs> I just you. want to go home now. This is- <laughs> I just watched a grown man. So have you talked to Mimi yet? Another man's. Uh, what about? You talked to Mimi today at all about anything? No, not important. today. Okay. Do it. Right. Okay, I will. Go talk to her right now and all come right. back and report to us. Oh. Okay? You got it, boss. So, uh. so, so I want you to say to Mimi. Yeah. Baldwin says there's exciting news. Uh-huh. Is there anything you can see, see where she goes with that? And then come okay. back. You didn't tell her you just smelled before these other, <laughs> Before these other people to claim to be. Crossing that off my bucket list. Before these <laughs> other people like claim to be your supportive friend, uh-huh. which I am. Yes. Before they steal my thunder, okay. I want you to go ask me. All right. Okay. Now, he might come back and want to shoot me, but. I don't know. He just smelled your armpit. I don't think he's going to shoot you. I had to smell him first to sell it. That was disgusting. You know what? Because I don't he didn't sp- put his nose in right. there. But Baldwin's got long, like it looks like he's got buckwheat in a headlock. He's got long armpit hair. Buckwheat in a headlock. I got bitter. There's a lovely yeah, description. Right? Do you sweat when you ball? Are you going to be sweating all over uh, the other teams when we play ball? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to pour it. No. <laughs> I'm going to eat like garlic. I'm going to do intentionally bad things. I had a friend uh, who was a wrestler in high school. He's a lawyer now, um, Alec Laidlaw. Mm-hmm. And Alec turned around and told me he went a whole, his whole senior year without washing his singlet once. Wow. <laughs> he wore the same wrestling like wow. night, like forty matches or oh, something. That is he said vile. it smelled so bad at the end, oh, like the last vile. ten matches. And he grind these guys in there and sniff it, oh. sniff it. To, to our peas are the great one. Yes, yeah. in, in the corner office. Um, I'm going to crowbar sports into this yes, show. Sure, go very ahead quickly. We, we've talked about a little bit of sports, kind of. <laughs> Tell me what you got. Uh, the Condoleezza Rice and uh, the College Basketball Commission. 
have come down with the, their recommendations for the NCAA and college basketball. Because of the great authority that Condoleezza Rice is on well, sports. She, she does the, the, the football stuff. And Go ahead. So what's I your would vote for her for president. I like her. Would you? Yeah, I, I dig okay. her. I'm a big fan. That's important. I have no interest in more political stance whatsoever, but I like some of these things that are being suggested at the NCAA. Uh, they have called on the NBA to end the one-and-done rule. So, how... Uh, okay, and, and the NBA to end the one-and... So, NBA is going to tell you you have to stay in college for two years? Or no, all four, none. Or? You can go I right from high school. That. Oh, end I, the one-and-done. You can go right from high right, school. Right from high school. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that you're going to find that a kid... That, well, it used to be that way. It used to be Daryl Dawkins, Moses Malone. A lot of guys came out of high school that played in the NBA. So they added this rule. I personally, if I had a kid that could make an NBA team, would have sued the NBA a long time ago. How do you tell a kid who's 18 years old, if he wants to go to be a NASA rocket scientist and he qualifies and he gets in, mm-hmm. you can't stop him because of his age. A lot, a lot of jobs require college, though. NBA is not one of them. But no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. no. Listen, listen, saying- listen. A lot of jobs require college, right? Yeah. Because of the education that you get, not as an athlete, not because of the experience. You can go in baseball, you can sign, and not even play in high school if you want to. So, I'm not buying it. Called on the NCAA to let athletes test their chances in the NBA draft without losing their college eligibility. If they're not drafted, they'd be able to return to school and keep playing college basketball. I like that. Makes perfect sense. Let them hire an agent. Let them find out what it is that they're really trying to find out with somebody behind them, uh, for sure. And that goes into the next one. Called on the NCAA to allow certified agents, certified agents, to talk to players during their high school years to give them a realistic sense of their pro prospects before enrolling them in college. The only issue I have with this, will this allow the agents to front them the money like they do normally? when No, no, they won't allow that because money can't exchange hands or immediately the minute that happens, you will lose. So they might be able to put it in a trust for them, which is a kind of a bridge to this. But once that kid touches dollar one, he's a professional athlete, and the NCAA will never allow that. Following up on that, they've urged the NBA to decertify agents who violate the NCAA rules. Well, so this means that my Uncle Tony can't call for me. Hey! <laughs> hey. What do you Tommy wants to play ball over there. What do you think? <sighs> are these all good ideas? These are all good ideas, right? Pretty good ideas. I mean, they're, they're definitely... Um, what you're going to find is a lot more guys. Well, here's my prediction of what happens. You're going to get a floodgate of guys that think they can play in the NBA, and they're all going to go and 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 announce to the college team, I'm going to test the waters, and then they're all going to come running back saying, okay, I've decided to play for you. They They also did not recommend college players be paid in order to keep them as amateurs. So I think there's their mistake. I think if you wanted to get the kids – to be uh, to play at a higher level for the NBA and get them the tutelage and experience that they need, you make a, a minimum maximum payment for them to receive to play in college based on and you got you're gonna probably have to pool it by division. Their argument was that 1.2 percent of college basketball players go on to play in the NBA where the average career is four to five years. The college degree is the real ticket to financial security. Right. And so, if you're now, now think about that statement. So, if you're a college athlete and the dream is to go to the pros and you're being compensated even a little bit 
based on the income that the school is making. Because here's my my bigger problem. Like I brought this up as an example. Two years ago, I believe it was, Notre Dame University in TV revenue, just in TV, made $49 million. So they made $49 million to be on television seven times, whatever they were. Uh, and, and we're not talking about stadium, tickets, hot dogs, hamburgers, parking, all of it. So... I'm sure that number 49 went up to closer to 60, you know, or something, or, or 55 or whatever it was. So 55 million. How much does it cost to run Notre Dame football's football program? So, okay, let's think. Well, we have 44 guys and they're getting an education. Let's say go all the way up to 100,000 per guy per year. That's 44 guys. That's 4.4 million. Okay. So there's 4.4 million. Then all the coaches and everybody else, let's add another 10 million. 10 million, of course, so 14 million. And then on top of that, add another 6 million for I don't even know what. We're at 20 million. Notre Dame University made $35 million that year off of their football program with young kids that are indeed getting an education for free. But for sure, the starting players on the team are generating hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars individually to a university that's given them a $50,000 education. But that money also goes to women's swimming and track and field. And, yeah, I get know. it. I get it. So, so it's, but, but they're making money and I'll tell you why you know they're making money. Cause when you go back to the years and you look at what the campus looked like in Nebraska before Tom Osborne took over, and then you look at the success of that program under his coaching staff, and you look at the number of buildings and research and electron microscopes and telescopes and blah, blah, you know, and real estate they purchase. That all comes from the football program. All of it. All of that money comes from them. It's not from tuition. It's from the tens, 20, and hundreds of millions of dollars that the University of Alabama makes because their football program generates that type of, of television and, and that type of revenue. So it's the same as being a taxpayer when you when you pay $30,000 a year and you're making ninety, and you're thinking to yourself, I paid $30,000 in taxes last year. Now, the guy who lives next to you owns a big you know, cannery, and he makes $9 million a year and paid $3 million in taxes. And you say to yourself, how many teachers and how many roads am I supposed to pay for? Before you start to say, don't I get some kind of a break here? Because I'm paying for a disproportionate amount as the same guy who has three kids that are in the school system. You know, we can go back and forth and argue this all day long. I think that the point is, these many of them, exactly your point, don't go pro, but are still responsible for generating a huge amount of income in a, in, in, in a large number of universities. I think if you compensated them, they're more likely to stay in school. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that they get <coughs> I think that they get a pretty decent stipend now that that most the what's the stipend ti- I, I Tyus, what's the stipend Tyus Battle's going to get? Tell I, me. I, I don't know offhand, but they I don't think they're struggling as bad, and and it's just changed recently in the past few years. But I think they Tyus Battle's making cash. Well, I'm not I'm not saying like cash cash, but I'm saying they they get food money now. They get yeah yeah, yeah. they 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 made the the package a little bit more attractive. So. You know, it used to be when you flew economy and the seat was a certain size, you got a bag of chips and you got a soda and you got this and that, you know, and now first class, you get a bag of chips and they're, they're cutting back, they're cutting back. So basketball is giving them, oh, it's great. They get a sandwich now. That's lovely. They're making millions of dollars. 
So for the kid, because only one point something percent of them goes pro, why shouldn't that kid come out of school and have a couple hundred grand put away for him for his effort of taking a team to a national title to a sweet 16 and his four years of dedication to the sport in the university? And granted, he got a, he gets his degree. And he, or, or here's another thing. Here's a great. Oh, I just came up with a great idea. But he also comes out. I got to come up with a great he idea. He comes out with no debt I came and up, a job. I came up with a great idea. Right. A great idea. You ready? Mm-hmm. So you're uh, name a guy on the Syracuse basketball team that played. It's not going to go pro. Is Chuke going to go pro? Probably not. Probably not. Right. The big Chuke seven two is not going to go pro. Right. Yeah. So we set aside fifty thousand dollars a year because he played at Syracuse University for four years. Only if he graduates does he pick up the check. I've always said that. If they are going to pay them, it's got to come after after. Only a if he graduates. Now this kid starts off with two hundred grand for his services. It's been put aside for him, and then he turns around and he's able to go get a car, put a down payment down on a house, and 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 go live in the world with his degree that you you you're saying. And the that would be a great program to do. And I think you'd keep those kids in and the incentive would be for them to graduate. The other one point something percent that are going to go pro, they're going anyway. They're gone. One more rule uh, quickly before we hit, hit the break here. They want the NCAA to impose lifetime bans on coaches that break the rules. Lifetime bans? Is there a level of... Well, I'm guessing if you're put, you get caught paying players or, you know, patino level stuff of Hookers and right, but, but but again, do you think really Rick Patino was sitting there with a credit card out for hookers? I, I just don't see it. You can't control the alumni association and other people. If a coach is involved, that coach, or if you can prove that coach, the head coach knew about it, can him. I do you, agree. Do you think that a basketball coach who only has seventeen guys on his team doesn't know his players are going to parties with hookers? Like they don't go for. Like they've kept that so quiet at practices and okay. talk that so 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 then take me down that road. Let's go to break, and I want you to ask me the same question about Beckham now, and tell me where that ends because it's the same same thing. He's an adult though. Like he's he doesn't. I beg your pardon. I was an adult at twenty years old. I was an adult twenty one. Lived on my own for years. Yeah, but not a. You know, when you're in college, you you have. You, 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 you can vote. You can own a gun. You can do all that. You can have a kid. You can, you know, you know, no. Beckham's a professional. Beckham was caught doing something on camera that's you know highly illicit implication that he was doing cocaine and blah blah. blah. And he did the, the Giants didn't cut him. He wasn't arrested. Nothing happened. But you're going to tell this other kid that that because why? Because he's younger or he's not a. Pro I'm not yet? saying anything about the kids. I'm saying about the coaches. If your kids, if your kids are breaking the rules, you go. Where's the kid getting in trouble? It depends on what they do. You know, like if he's getting paid. Off of their heads to the tower with all of them. <laughs> Orange Nation, noon to two. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. I'm so excited. It's time for. I, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Lawmakers in Connecticut want to overturn a 1992 law making sports betting illegal. Players from teams like the Celtics and the Yankees and the Mets have all come out saying it's going to put a black eye on the sports of the Northeast. 
So explain this to me again. They they want to be able to. I don't. This one. That's what I'm asking you guys. So they want to overturn a law. You can't gamble on sports legally in Connecticut. They want to overturn that law so that you can gamble on sports legally in Connecticut. And now there's players like on the Celtics and even like in the Mets and the Yankees saying, "Well, that's gonna mess. That's gonna put a black eye on the sport." Well, where are you going to go to? Because if you want to, you want to gamble on sports, you have to go to a specific, you know, casino or whatever that has a right. sports book in it. That's what they want to do in Connecticut now. They want to have. And they want a sports book so you can go bet at. They want so they want like OTB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sports. Yeah. And who would generate that? That would be the state or? Um, I don't know. Right it just on. says that they're trying to get this going. They want to legalize sports betting in Connecticut. I like it. I like it. I say what? what, what? So the biggest one was, and they just broke this rule, the only team, uh, and if you know if you know much about sports gambling, what is the only team in the NCAA tournament in basketball you were never able to, to, uh, to bet on? Oh, I don't know. Boston College? UNLV. Because they were in Vegas, oh. so they would take them off the board because of the how, how they felt it was possible that you could get to some of those players mm-hmm. as Vegas guys. So it was never imagined that there was going to be a professional franchise in Vegas. That was like when I was a kid, that was taboo. Right and now we got the Raiders going to Vegas in 2020. It's going to happen for the first time. So the again the worry and the scare about that is somebody that has access because you can't go into a place in Connecticut so you can't go to get to a New York Giants guy and right. then walk into a but in Vegas you're going to be able to do that you're going to be able to get a punt return guy maybe mm-hmm. not a starter and say hey first punt yeah just let it go it's exactly what you're saying so now these guys who these money guys in Connecticut can put a hundred thousand dollars down and go to the player and go hey man follow out tonight do yeah. me a favor follow out yeah, you know and, that's their fear. Silly, silly stuff. Uh, um, I don't think that's. I don't think that's a so what. But I, I think you know we've. We're, if we're going to let them go to Vegas, we can let them go to Connecticut for yeah, sure. I'm willing to make that ride to Connecticut and drop a few pounds. You know, but you can't just online. Bills. Can't you, you just bet online now? Were you doing no. a sleeveless shirt? Yeah, we were. Were you doing? No, I, I'm, I'm an adult. I oh. wear sleeves. <laughs> wow. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones has shut down any ideas of Des Bryant returning to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, what, what, you know, I, I'm tempted to say so what, but why would he do that, Paulie? Why would he say he's shutting down any, you know? Because he doesn't want him back. It's his, his team. He's got the right to do that. So what? You know? He says, on. I think we need to keep this real crisp and the lines real bright. Consequently, we need to move on knowing that we don't have Des. Good. Good for him. Well, wow. He's done with him. He was, yeah, he was, according to a lot of reports, a cancer in the locker room. So, Sylvia Baldwin, evidently a, a cousin of mine on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Take a look at Sylvia. There, oh, there we go. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Former NBA number one draft pick, Joe Smith, earned $61 million over his 16 year career. It is reported now that he is living paycheck to paycheck. And owes the government one hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars. Well, he owes him one hundred and fifty-seven dollars for what? One hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars because he overspent. He blew all of his money. Sixty-one million dollars. He spent it on things like Corvettes, Bentleys, Range Rovers, and other luxury vehicles. Bad investments and a costly divorce. All of his money has been all but wiped out to the point where he is now in the hole. This story's uh, too common. It is. It happens you, all the time. You know, and I saw I saw something on him. 
he was either like uh, he, he was either at like a basketball camp or he was on some he was at something and they and they showed him teaching the kids. Does he live in Vegas right now? He I don't know where he lives, but he does. He's he's a coach and he makes twenty six thousand dollars a year just right. being like a like a kids coach. Oh, my net worth's higher than Joe Smith. Right. <sighs> you looked up net worth? Well, he no, always uh, won 57. He's, yeah. Everybody's net worth is pretty much more than Joe Smith. Uh, so he's the, is his net worth in the negative? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he owes a lot of money. They are living... Now, this this is because he's on a show, I guess. There's a show called Back in the Game on CNBC, where they take players like this and try to, after they've blown their money, and That's try to help them out. That's what it is. So he's the latest one. Alex Rodriguez is trying to... Uh, Get NBA A Rod's the star of the show. He tries to get NBA star Joe Smith back on top. Uh, but th- like Paulie said, this story is way too common. There needs to be somebody. Aren't there people who can just say, "Hey, man, don't buy a bunch of Range Rovers." I like don't, that. Don't buy a bunch of Bentleys. I just looked up on the site my net worth. I like the, I like the number. <laughs> I like the number. Yeah, can we? Is that accurate? Because that if that's my, accurate, that, that, I will poop my pants accurate, on If that's accurate, you can afford better shirts, Daniel Baldwin. Yeah. That would be accurate of what I've made in my whole career. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what but that's, not what I'm worth right now. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Go buy some sleeves, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can afford you can sleeves. Take, you can take the one off. Uh. <laughs> you can take the one off the front, and that's probably about where we're nice. at. Nice. All right. But yeah, no, 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 no. That's that, that's thirty years. <laughs> it took to get. So our theory that. is right. Is like they just add up every paycheck he's ever made. And well, say I guess yeah, worth. that's probably what they. Probably what they did to get to that number. Then I saw another one that said like a really low number. I'm like, oh, I'm worth more than that. Come on, man. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin, seventy five dollars. Right, exactly. Uh, and finally, Roger Goodell. Uh, NFL cheerleaders are willing to settle their discrimination dis- uh, lawsuits <laughs> for one dollar each, as long as they can get a meeting with Roger Goodell. <laughs> That's what they're saying. They want to meet with these. They want to meet with Goodell and. Try to lay out like all the rules for these cheerleaders who are getting no money. They're supposedly getting sexually harassed. They've sued the league and they said they're willing to settle for a dollar if Goodell will just give them time. Just give them a meeting. Well, I think I've been out with Goodell before. We had a lot of singles on us and gave it to a bunch of young, young girls, if I remember correct. No, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. Uh, uh, I mean, well, then pay him the dollar. Pay him the dollar. Give him the dollar. Meet with them. Meet their concerns. I mean, there's teams. That have dropped their cheerleading team. It's such Buffalo a shame. Jills are gone. Yeah. The Jills are gone. Somebody else just dropped the team. It was Kansas City or somebody dropped their cheerleaders? Do it's, we need them though? Do we really need cheerleaders? Oh come on! It's part of the game. It's part, you know. I've been a Steelers fan my whole life. They don't have cheerleaders. I've never. Do what? we need kickers? I mean, no. Just let's, give them seven points for the no. touchdown. <laughs> I just. I've never gone to a game and gone, hey, where the hell are the cheerleaders? I always felt creepy looking at the cheerleaders. I always felt like when you when you played the game that you went out there, you worked your ass off for, you know, an, two hours, and then you had some some soccer player from somewhere in Europe come on and ruin the whole thing. You know, I did. I hated kickers. Yeah. I'd be like, why does that guy, <laughs> that guy gets a scholarship? He gets paid as much as I do. And he's gonna. He stands on the sidelines. He never gets dirty. He never has to make a tackle. He never gets hurt. He never. And he kicks the ball and destroys the outcome of a game with one single blow. Mm-hmm. I hate those guys. I, I get the NBA thing and the basketball thing because dance teams are hot and you got nothing to do during the timeouts. SU dance team is hot. Must happen. 
must have dance team. Football game. I've never gone to a football game and had the binoculars. You're you're a creep. If you're like, ooh, yeah. yeah. If you got the binoculars out and you're looking for the cheerleaders, you're a weirdo. I don't think you have binoculars, but, but it's something about the tradition of it and what goes with it versus the expense of it, which is nothing. Yeah. Most of them are doing it. They, they, it it's the gigs they get off of it. You know, the stuff that they're- Has there ever been a player in the history of the game who goes, you know, we were down, we were not feeling it, we were out. (laughs) I looked over at the sidelines, and I saw those Buffalo Jills shaking their pom-poms, and that gave me life. No, but I I will say, you know, uh, it it was a devastating injury. I didn't think I was going to make it, and then came Gwendolyn. (laughs) (laughs) And she made it all nice. And by the way, I do not- Are we going to do another break? No, we don't have time for this, but you were exactly right. Daniel Baldwin called it yesterday. Five Theta Tau brothers from Syracuse University have filed lawsuits against the university for kicking them out. Of course. You called it yesterday, and that news is just breaking. We'll have to get into that tomorrow. Well, you know what? And and they're going to lose. And and then there's going to be suits about who pays for the litigation and everything else. Do we have to break and come back for a short break? Well, then go to the break. All the best local takes. Orange Nation. It's hard for me to grasp how they won that game. I have the same feeling after yesterday's game that I had a couple years ago that Sunday night in Chicago. Daniel Baldwin. When you get to those types of coaches, the Bear Bryants, the uh, Joe Paternos, Mm -hmm. it's your staff that's really running those last few years. Brent Axe. What is controversial about the zone? Did it have a sex scandal or something? What is controversial? ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. at 14. 1840 AM. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, Del Lago Resort and Casino? Um, I don't even know. I think that he screwed that up. <laughs> Del Lago Resort and Casino? All right. Do you have to draw attention to it? They're great. They're, they're the mighty, great. The mighty Delago. Joe Salzone in studio back after he was looking to uh, to speak the powers of be. Joe, I got a couple questions for you. I'd like sure. to ask him. Yeah. I don't own any sleeveless T-shirts. If that's what the you question. don't own a sleeveless T-shirt. No, smell, no one wants and, to see that. And you smell quite. You smell quite manly, <laughs> Joe. My, uh, Thank you. Very manly you. smell about you. Thank you very much. Do we? Or what do we have? How much time? Like left thirty there? seconds. Yeah. Have thirty seconds left to talk to Mister Sosa. How dare you? How dare <laughs> you? Dare people? I preempt Joe Sosa. <laughs> Joe, Joe, if yeah. it could be figured out uh-huh. that you were a full-time employee yeah. and a producer at this station mm-hmm. in some capacity, yeah. But that was something that interests you. Yes. It would interest yeah. you. And you would, you would, of course, jump at that opportunity because of the many years of experience and, and what you have to offer. I mean, I wouldn't literally jump, but yes. He's too fat, is what he's That's saying. That's right, yeah. Right. Much too fat. Thank you, John. Off a bridge, would you? Uh, <laughs> for me? <laughs> I, think, I think you've heard all we need to hear right now, ladies and gentlemen. I see great things in your near future, Mr. Cezanne. The great and one I, has and, spoken. And I want you to, and I, and <laughs> the great I, one has spoken. And I want you. And I want you to know. Yes, I believe in you. Thank you, Daniel. 